and uh, talking point, the road safety action campaign in Cape Town, uh, calling for Transport Minister Dibor Peters to resign. We're now on the line to founder of the campaign, Richard Benson, who says they're very concerned. A very good afternoon to you, Mr. Benson. Thank you so much for speaking to us. And uh, when you say you're concerned, what exactly, I mean, it it may sound a bit uh, obvious, but the nature of your concern, what exactly um, draws your eye the most? Well, South Africa was recently rated among the sixth worst countries in the world in a survey of, I think it was 182 countries, a survey on road safety. We were six from worst of the entire 182. Now, that means that something is very, very seriously wrong. And the Minister of Transport has just told us that 845 people perished on our roads in just 19 days. Now, in most countries, a minister who made that uh, statement uh, on her watch would simply resign because somebody has to take responsibility. Uh, The other thing is that the government and the minister have known for a long time that simply by reducing speed limits and bringing them in line with other countries that have reduced their road carnage, we could probably cut death on our roads by as much as 75%. And if we also had additional traffic policing, which we need, we could probably cut deaths on our roads by nearly 90%. This is simply bringing us in line with other countries like Australia, Sweden, and and many other countries. Mm. So when you say in most countries, what are the examples that we can... uh learn from when you say in most countries a minister who'd make such an admission would be forced to resign? Well, uh, Sweden, for example, and New York City both have uh, a plan which they call Vision Zero, which is a plan to reduce death on the roads literally to nil, to zero. Now, South Africa, for some strange reason, doesn't have a plan like this. We don't even have a, a target which we can aim at. And there's no reason why we couldn't uh, copy Sweden and New York City. London is another city which has uh, a 20-mile-an-hour limit in many areas. That's 32 kilometers an hour. And in South Africa, we barge along in many of our municipal areas at 60 k's. And that's why nearly half of all the deaths on our roads are pedestrians, because we're simply going so fast that we can't stop. Some of these uh, countries that you speak of have very advanced transport systems and networks. And uh, uh, by all accounts, we have a high number of pedestrian deaths in South Africa. And that's simply because there is also an acknowledgement that our transport systems were not built for pedestrians. Well, uh, neither were the countries overseas. Uh, uh, When they introduced the motor car and other motor vehicles, uh, there were pedestrians in all the different countries, and uh, a lot of pedestrian deaths occurred. So what happened in the countries overseas, countries like Australia, for example, and the United States, uh, they reduced speed limits, particularly in municipal areas and near schools, for example, uh, because they realized that uh, you can't stop small children running in the road, and if a drunk wanders into the path of a car, he doesn't necessarily deserve a death sentence. So they reduced speeds, and they didn't increase traveling time by very much. 
because these were short roads in municipal areas. Mm-hmm. So simply by reducing speed limits and enforcing them, they cut death on the roads. And uh, there's no great magic about it. It's something which can apply in almost any country. And South Africa certainly could do it if we tried. You know, the operative word is none of those countries were built for uh, the kind of transport system that is required. And, and were is an important operative word because they've then gone on to improve their road transport infrastructure, which is something that we're working on. Should that not be uh, part of an acknowledgement of the greater problem? No, uh, we mustn't get the idea that, uh, that we are necessarily backward. Uh, you know, uh, if you take just an example, uh, we play rugby and cricket in the top six in all the whole of the world. Now, uh, we simply copy the uh, methods which are used in highly successful countries. Now, our road system is very developed uh, at a cost of billions and billions of rand, in fact, billions a year. So our roads uh, are, are there, and we have a certain traffic policing uh, level, but we don't have enough uh, traffic police. We only have about 18,000, I believe, in the whole country, and we probably need about 100,000 more, which is a figure given to me by a, a road traffic management corporation spokesman over a year ago. Now, you can't uh, police the roads if you don't have proper uh, traffic policing, and you can't stop people being run over if the cars are simply travelling too fast. We only need to reduce speed limits by a certain amount in order to rectify our entire problem with road carnage. It's something that other countries have done, they've succeeded, and easily we can copy them. Why should the minister alone shoulder the blame? What about motorists? Are they not responsible for the kind of reckless uh, behaviour that results in carnage on our roads? Well, it's typical of politicians that they like to blame the public when they haven't done their work. You have to have leadership. You have to, for example, have road rules before you can ask people to comply with them. You have to have proper speed limits before you can ask people to comply with them. At the moment, even people who comply with the speed limits are complying with limits which are too high. And uh, you have to have leadership. It has to come from somewhere. It's like the whole policing situation in South Africa. There has to be uh, leadership. You can't just leave it to the entire population. They will mostly comply with the law, provided the law is reasonable and provided it's enforced. And in the case of our roads and our uh, road uh, carnage, we are not getting the leadership which we need because it has to be the leaders who implement these measures. And the Minister of Transport is the one in charge, unless you look to the the, the President, who should also perhaps take an interest in the life and death of his uh, citizens. So somebody must uh, accept responsibility. And you can't expect the ordinary motorist to comply if there's no guideline. All right. Thank you very much, Richard Benson. He is Road Safety Action Campaign founder. And to get a response, we're on the line now to spokesperson for the Transport Department, Ishmael Mnissi.